like to share another portion of God's word with you this morning from, or this evening, from 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 16 and reading through verse 21. Please give your full attention to God's word. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice, born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word made fully more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I wanted to share this with you this evening because this is one of the most important passages in Scripture because of what it says about Scripture itself. These words are written by the Apostle Peter, the leader of Christ's 12 apostles. And he's writing this on behalf of all the other apostles. And he makes an amazing claim in these verses. He says that the accounts that he and the other apostles had given of the coming, as he calls it, the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says these are not cleverly devised myths, but instead they are eyewitness accounts. Let me just state that again. What the apostles had written about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ are not cleverly devised myths, he says, but they are eyewitness accounts, historical records. He goes on to say that there is further evidence of the authority and authenticity of what they had written because what they had recorded about the coming of Christ had fulfilled hundreds of prophecies from the Old Testament in great detail. And finally, he says that the writers of Scripture, the writers of our Bible, the Old Testament prophets and the New Testament apostles, they didn't write down their own observations and interpretations of the events. Instead, he says, they spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. What they had written was the very word of God. And so what was Peter's point? What was his logical conclusion in light of this? He says, we must pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place. We must pay attention to the word of God as the light of God itself. You see, when we hear these stories, the passages that were read earlier of the unbelievable events that took place when Jesus Christ was born, we hear these things and we have trouble considering them historical accounts. They're supernatural events. 
And in our culture, we have a very strict dichotomy between what is historical and scientific and natural and that which is myth and fantasy. One is real, the other isn't. In our minds, the stories about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ easily get categorized with other myths in our culture, like the Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or the Marvel comics. It's easy to think of these accounts of supernatural events in that same category as myth. But Peter, in this passage, is saying what we have written is both historical and supernatural. It is what God has done in our midst. Sometimes we forget that these common sinners like you and me, Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds that watched over their flocks out in the field, they were not used to seeing supernatural events as a common occurrence in their lives. Their lives were just as mundane as yours and mine. They did not have it as a natural and often repeated occurrence in their life that they would encounter angels and receive messages directly from God. It had been, when Mary and Joseph were here on earth, it had been 400 years since God had sent the last prophet to Israel. It had been 800 years since the prophet Elisha had come doing amazing miracles to confirm the word of God that was given to him. Don't get me wrong. God can and he does do miracles whenever and wherever he pleases. But it's not an ordinary occurrence. It's not a part of normal life. Supernatural events and spokesmen speaking for God, performing miracles to confirm their word, is not an everyday occurrence. Matter of fact, if you look at the history of mankind according to God's word, you'll see that supernatural events are pretty rare. And generally speaking, they're grouped around three periods, very important periods of history. The first grouping of miracles happened during the exodus of God's people from Egypt and the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. And those miracles were performed by Moses to show that the word that he was given had come from God himself. The second period of history where many miracles kind of broke out in our midst was during the time of the major and minor prophets, particularly the ministries of Elijah and Elisha. And you saw amazing things like people being raised from the dead and diseases being healed and natural, supernatural events happening. But then life went back to normal for hundreds of years until the birth of Christ and the ministry of Christ and the ministry of his disciples. And again, there was a breakout of miracles happening in our midst. And ever since then, miracles are not a normal part of our lives. It's because God wanted to make sure we got the message that the giving of the law and the giving of the prophets and the giving of the gospel, those are the three major sections of the Bible that we have today. The law, the prophets, and the gospel this was God's word giving, given through his spokesman, and it is to be taken 
as absolute truth. And the historical events that are recorded are literal history. Yes, they're supernatural. Yes, they're amazing. But they are history. And the Apostle John wrote at the end of his gospel account, he said, These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Let me just give to you the bottom line of my message tonight. The Bible is a record of eyewitness accounts of historical supernatural events that accomplished our salvation from sin and hell through the appearance of the Son of God in our midst. Through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. And that these historical accounts, along with the interpretations given directly by God to his spokesmen, the prophets and the apostles, are written down for us so that we might believe that this Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the only Savior, and the way in which we as sinners can be reconciled to our holy God, our creator and our judge. Are these stories, the stories of the nativity, the stories of the birth of Christ, the stories of the life of Christ, the stories of the death and resurrection of Christ, are these myth? Are these history? Your eternal destiny determines, is determined by your answer to that question. If it's history, this is God's word. And you must pay attention to it as a lamp shining in a very dark place. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have not left us to grope in the darkness of our sin. But you, you have brought the light into the world, the one true light of the world, Jesus Christ. And you have given us his word through your prophets and your apostles. Father, I pray that if there's anyone here tonight who has not put their trust in Christ as their risen Lord and Savior, that in this Christmas season, they would believe, that they would trust, and they would follow him and receive the gift of eternal life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.